Park Fermi Review Show, powered by RST. Good evening. Welcome back to the TT Grandstand after a historic day of action on the TT course. We have never before tried to get five races in in a single day. Um, kudos to Gary Thompson, all of the organising team, everybody out there around the course, because we have managed it. This race meeting is back on track with just the senior TT to come. With me tonight, I'm Chris Boyd, Keith Amore, Patrick Ferrance and Ed Wilson, who were all with us this morning for Attention Paddock. When we were trying to preview who might win these, I'm not sure we got many right. <laughs> <laughs> but good evening again, gents. Hello. Good evening. I think we got them all right because I think we picked half the field. <laughs> <laughs> and first of all, we do have to say fair play to everybody involved in organising today's action on the TT course. Yeah, it's been a perfect day weather-wise for it. Um, but yeah, kudos to, to Gary. I mean, that uh, shortened races, um, but that's just the way it was. But they've got them all in and uh, by what some cracking racing they've been. Yeah, uh, let's make a start then. We will roll right back to the beginning of the day, Ed. And uh, the first race we had... Which one was that? It's a long time yeah. ago, isn't it? <laughs> it was the two-lap Monster Supersport race, um, which was possibly a little bit of an unexpected result because none of us really were tipping Peter Hickman particularly on the triumph. Uh, lots of tips mm. for Dean Harrison and James yeah. Hillier and Jamie Coward. But it was Hickman that came through in the end to make it two wins at TT 2019. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's been there or thereabouts, hasn't he, on that 600 for three years now. I think yeah. he's been on the podium each year. And finally just managed to... Uh, the cards, cards fell for him there and he he took advantage of it. I think Dean led... This is us. It's such it's a long, long day time now. ago. You're right. Remember. Dean, um, I think Dean led, didn't he, just to, towards the start? Just. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Peter started to... Peter to, grabbed to the lead at... Ramsey on uh, Dean led it yeah through no Peter led at Glen Helen <laughs> Dean led at Balath Peter led at Ramsey Dean led at the uh, Glen Helen on lap two Peter grabbed the lead back at Balath on lap two and stuck with it to the end there were four lead changes in a lap and a half mm. yeah I think the one the one thing Hickey <laughs> does really well is last lap coming over yeah. the mountain if he's within yeah. a couple of seconds <clears throat> it's yeah it's a pretty fair bet to to see he's gonna he's gonna he, come he's, home he first. He proved that last year, didn't he, in the senior, when um, only the lap record would have done to get that win, and he went out and did it. Yeah, and how many people did he pass coming over the mountain? Yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah. So he's got form for for doing that on the last lap over the mountain. He he seems to be the boy, and he's got a couple of seconds on everybody at the moment. They're, yeah, they've got I mean, a bit it's, of catching up. I think it's just his short circuit experience. I mean, I think it tells there more than anywhere else because I mean, it's well, you know, it's a scratch of paradise coming over there. Yeah. Mm. But I think the whole—I don't think there was more than nine seconds between them again in that race, just off the top of my head. But a winning margin of four seconds—it was a—it was a proper dash for the cash, is what they kept calling it, wasn't it? I thought it was quite yeah. good. Two lap, uh, two lap dash for the cash. Yeah. No, no pit um, pit stops to get in the way. It was just pure was just on the road time. Go for yeah. it, and, and and you had to go for it right from the start. And James Hillier made a really quick start as well. He was second by only six hundredths of a second to Peter Ackland Allen. He's been he, riding really, really well, Hillier. I mean, his starts have been the thing that let him down over the last couple of years, but he's been right there this year. Yeah, I mean, he is. But I mean, he's totally up for it. We knew kind of that after the Northwest, so it's it's not a big surprise. I mean, actually, I thought James might even be slightly higher up, but I guess with the front two, it's it's kind of hard to beat them. Eh? Yeah, I mean, he, he sounded a little bit, well, just drained, didn't he, in the winner's enclosure. Um, just thinking, what have I got to do to, to beat these guys? Like you said, he, he managed to get out of the start fast, like he maybe hasn't done in the past. But he st it still wasn't enough. And he was asking himself, what does he need to do to, to win around here against these two? And I mean, uh, it's still a tough place to finish a race around here. So it, w it wouldn't 
a mechanical for either of the two, and he's and he's he's there. So well, you well never he's know. He's not a million miles away. I mean, what did he finish just just over three seconds or four seconds or something behind Dean? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, eight seconds, less than eight seconds off off the lead, which it's not a great deal. Eh? No, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. I used to remember watching TTs, and you used to at the end of it would say, "Oh, 15 seconds," and that's a really close race between first and second. Yeah. Now it's just every race, every race is just so so close. Uh, we have come to the pattern now of Peter Hickman versus Dean Harrison, haven't we, Patrick? Those I two seem to be just a step above. Yeah, I think that's sort of the way the trend's going over the last couple of years. Them boys have just sort of gone to that next level. And the other guys are not far off. Um, Hillier, Cummins, Coward, Dunlop, they are there, especially Dunlop. But it's just them boys seem to be able to have it on, on all the bikes, the Superstop, mm. the Super Sport, um, and the, the Super Bikes. They're just, they've just got that little bit in hand over everybody else at the moment. And it must be must be quite a nice place to be. It must be, yeah. James Hillier then grounded out the podium. But then that, that was part of a big battle as well because James has only finished think, six or seven seconds ahead of Conor Cummins, who's only three or four seconds ahead of Jamie Coward. But there was quite an intense battle going on for that last podium place. Yeah, it was intense. It was actually it was fascinating because I was kind of glued to it. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I thought I actually thought Michael would be more a little bit more in the mix, but... I, Fair play to Connor. I mean, Connor's he's riding really, really well just now. And Jamie Coe's, I think he's just stepped up to the next level. I mean, he's actually, he's there. I mean, he's... He's right in the mix now. Yeah, yeah. he is. He's I mean, riding the best that him. we've ever seen. It's a shame that Lead wasn't able to replicate what he did earlier on in the week. I don't know whether he was having any issues or anything like that, but he was not off the pace. Obviously, still going at a ridiculous speed, but he was... 45 seconds maybe off the... Yeah, I don't think he got into the top six at any point in the race right. and he's finished, uh, where did he actually finish it? Ninth in the end, mm. so yeah. I mean, he'd done all his work, hadn't he, in Supersport 1. Yeah, <coughs> look, completely. I mean, it's it's been a really, really strange TT. I mean, it, to win round here when there was potentially not even going to be any races mm. at one point. I mean, he's got to be happy enough and it's not been ideal for anybody, so... But then again, we don't know if there's, he's had some kind of mechanical issue or, I don't know... Anything can happen right here, man. It's a TT. Okay, you just need one slight thing to be off, and everybody's so fast and on the pace. If if you've got one suspension setting out, it's you're, you're riding around problems, and and everybody else there's there's no slow guys in that field anywhere. Um, so David Todd done really well. I was going to say that yeah. that makes <coughs> that result stands out for me because yes, he, all right, he won the Northwest 200 in a bit of a ding dong battle, but to come here and the people who've beaten him, look at the list of people who've beaten him: Hickman, Harrison, Hillier, Cummins, Coward. And Dunlop, mm. fast speed as well, averaging that over is. 125 mile an hour yeah. over the two laps. And he was less than half, a sec- half a second behind Michael Dunlop. Yeah, there you go. I uh, mean, I, I, I'd take that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> happily. A, I think that's a standout <laughs> result, to be honest, from the yeah. super sport. Uh, uh, once you get away from the podium, that jumps off the page at me as but wow, you, that's impressive. We're talking about him like he's been around for years and years and years, but it's only his second TT. It's just nuts. Yeah. So it's good though, isn't it? I mean, oh, ah, yeah, it's great for the future. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's up there with the crow boys and the uh, the sidecars. Yeah. It's, it's coming and it's going to get quicker. Yeah, yeah, of course. Absolutely. He's going to be one of the coming men, undoubtedly. But is there anyone else just outside the top 10 who, who, who uh, performance jumps off the sheet? Paul Jordan, really good ride again. I think it's, it's been really good for him to be in that team. I mean, the guys around about him, they know how. how they know how to. Exactly. Pr- pr- produce race winning bikes um, they've got a good bunch of guys around them um, so yeah that, it's good ride by him, good team to be in, good setup. and there's only one direction he'll be going I think John John, John's just been struggling a little bit which I mean he's not that far off the pace because I mean look what he did in the zero race so 
maybe he's just not had enough time on the on yeah, the bikes to get the setup right or whatever. I mean, because he loves that six hundred. Yeah, um, but but like you say, how much racing has he done over the last couple of years? Yeah, he's, no, he's, he's not. He's not done. I mean, these boys are racing day in day out at BSB and and they're right up the sharp end there. And John, he's not done really that much over the last couple of years. Well, I don't think he's done. I don't think he's done anything, has he? No, I don't think, no, no. Uh, he did the classic TT, and that'll probably yeah, be about did, it. Really, you know, I've done a Darley Moore race as well with Norton, but again, that was just mainly to get signatures to to get his mountain course license to yeah. come here. But and um, Macau, he went out to Macau and Macau, of course. Yeah, but yeah. I still think it's a tough ask to come here and race against these boys, oh, having yeah. no track time. You've got to be, you've got to get your head up speed. And it takes a long while, especially um, after that injury as well, because I mean that was a severe injury. Yeah, of course it was. But um, yeah, it's sort of proved, I think, with Dean and Peter. They're the boys that are racing BSB week in, week out. At, uh, well, and Hillier now. And Hillier, yeah. Yeah, Hillier's done the start of this season and it's paying dividends, really, isn't it? It's, and I it's think that's because you've seen the effect it had on Dean yeah. doing BSB regularly last year. It really brought Dean right on. Lee Johnson, another yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, Gary Johnson, he's been doing a vast amount. Fair enough, it's not been... British Championship level, but he's been doing high-level club meetings, like the No Limits Championship or something like that, like week in, week out, just getting the miles. In. But it's got to help it. Of course, yeah. It's got, I, th I think the the boys that don't sort of race week in, week out, I think they're just starting to take notice of that now. I think it's taken a few years to really catch on about mm. the difference that it makes, but all the boys are sort of now looking and thinking, that's when what we've got to be doing to be race ready. And when you've only had three days practice here, yeah, to come in even even hotter, obviously, you you. you you're on the front foot in that instance, aren't you? Yeah. And especially on a day like today where you're jumping off a super sport onto a super super stock, off that onto a lightweight, off that onto a, you know, mm -hmm. whatever's net. You, you just being out in sessions through the day across a weekend at BSB, it's got to help. From a, from a sidecar passenger's perspective, I don't know how them boys do it. Going from 600 to thousands, it, that just staggers my mind to get your, because I've got to be up to speed as soon as I set off down Bray Hill. The speed that, difference between the 600 and the 1000 it, it just absolutely blows my brain that they can just go out and, and do that it, it's, it's yeah, quite but, but then you jump on a 650 twin and then jump off of that and jump on an electric bike yeah go boy yeah and still be setting a major yeah, it, time. it is staggering to me that uh, to get into that mindset straight away it, it's it's something else these boys are a different level our podium then on the Monster Super Sport race two was Peter Hickman, the winner, Dean Harrison in second, Triumph versus Kawasaki, and James Hillier on another Kawasaki in third, which brought us on to sidecar race two, which again was only over the two laps, Patrick. But again, it was pretty much a similar story. Yeah, it was. It was sort of the, the Ben and Tom Birchall show. Um, <laughs> it's been like that over the last few years. Uh, everybody knows that they're the, the guys to catch. Um, so Dave Molyneux was an unknown coming into this with a lack of track time as long with Tim Reeves on the Yamaha, never running the Yamaha. Um, but yeah, John Holden was the only one that could sort of go with him and push him. And he was there he for, did the, to start with, yeah, yeah. for the he, first he half. I think he, he was, was about four and a half seconds quicker to Glenn Helen than he had been in race one. Yeah. He was really pushing he was the Birchall. within a second of the Birchall. So he, yeah. he was right there at the start. But the Birchall just got that little bit extra at the minute that uh, all the other guys just need to try and find. And that, that, That's the issue, isn't it? The Birchalls are just on such a pace. The machine just seems infallible. Mm. They've had no breakdowns now in five, six years or something. I think it's, again, the preparation. Yeah. I mean, the guys leave absolutely nothing to chance. And I think they've just elevated it to the next level, whether it be personal fitness, the bike, anything at all. I mean, they do not take any chances. And, I mean, I think it's shown 
that the guys are going to just need to step up if they want to beat them. Yeah, but, but the pace they're setting is just absurd because if you look, at, <laughs> if you look, at, if you look at, <laughs> that's a very good way of putting it. If you look at the sidecar race, only the top three riders got a silver silver replica. The only top three crews got a silver replica. If you compare that to the top fifteen in the super sport race, they're yeah. not going to be popular, are they? No, they're not. Yeah, they're, they're taking those, a lot of prizes away. Two six hundred classes. Yeah, you know that, that's like for like almost as a comparison goes. Yeah. I, think, I think looking at Tim's race time, I think he would have been disappointed with that. Only averaging one hundred and twelve when last year he was up at one hundred and seventeen point something in the for the race, um, let alone his fastest lap. So I think. Um, I'm not quite sure I haven't spoke to him um, but I'm not sure if that Yamaha's just not working as well as it should be or the setup because it is a brand new bike that he's come here with um, and the lack of track time but no I, track time basically no, yeah no, that, that's been a problem with a lot of the guys um, but you, you, when you say that the Birchels went out in the first race and they tipped over 119 mile an hour again so mm. is, yeah. is, is that I, well, track time if ever there was a new year a year where they were going to be fallible this would have been it the, the, the new bike coming in this would have been the year where the, the fallibility was there. Yeah, you would have expected so. Um, but they've they've brought the speed. Um, John and Lee were the only ones even close to them um, over the last two races. Um, big shout out to Pete Founds and Alan Founds, brothers there, both getting on the podiums in both the races. Um, so, But yeah, no, it, it was just pretty much the, the Ben and Tom Birchall show. What was the races? Alan Found was third in the first race. And Oh, right, right, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. They take one, re- one podium finish <laughs> each over, so <laughs> yeah. fa- the family honours is yeah. even. Or <laughs> <laughs> will be well until this time next year. <laughs> Absolutely. But we, for the last 60 tees, both races in 2017, both races in 2018, both races in 2019, we've had the same result. The Birchalls win from John Holden and Lee Kane in second. Six straight races. Right, yeah. We're all uh, dumbfounded here. Yeah. That's <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, just show nobody else is getting close, are they? Talk about deja vu. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they would. Obviously, I don't think they would have come that close. But it was a great shame that the Crow Boys had to uh, roll, uh, take themselves off the, off the start line at, at the beginning of the race. I think they had a mechanical issue. I'm not too sure yeah, exactly what, a what happened. Disappointment for them. Um, yeah, they had. Um, I was speaking to to Ryan before, and he said he had a, a short in his uh, starter switch, no and way. he said it just caused a little fire. So the, the marshals mm. came and put the fire out, but they couldn't get the the wires sorted out in time and they were really really trying um, but it was actually Ryan who called day on it he just said it. everything That's, happens for yeah. a reason just stop and, and that was it yeah I mean I'm a big believer in that everything happens for a reason around here if there's something yeah. telling you not to go it's not easy not to listen. go down Bray Hill though when mm. you know yourself when yeah. the adrenaline's pumping especially after the last result that they had yeah I mean it must have been itching to go it's mm. got to be testament to him because he's only 22 yeah it's a level of maturity that isn't it just yeah. to think right fair enough this has happened we'll come back next year and we'll do it all again and we'll go faster I mean they did try till the very last second um, and they still could have possibly got it finished maybe off the back of the grid maybe but for a 22 year old to have the maturity just say no, just yeah, fair play because just I mean, calm down a bit. Five years ago, when I was, I would have still been trying to get it there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be completely flustered in that moment, surely. Oh, it was I'd happening up on Glen Country Road. I, I, I'd still be trying. I tried to uh, <laughs> exit the uh, pit lane once with a uh, slight back wheel, with a marshal like, holding on to me, just not being <laughs> So yeah, I think yeah, they're very mature, definitely. There was a lot of attrition in the race. It was a shame we lost Dave Molyneux, but he did at least get a lap in. He was lying in the top six when he retired on the second lap and we lost Lewis Blackstock who was lying as I think as high as about fourth place at one point um, when he uh, oh no he did uh, actually no, finish they're, 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 they're both finished I think they had um, sort of mechanical problems um, but I think they were just riding round problems and they just got it home uh, Lewis Blackstock there home in seventh and Dave Molyneux in tenth 
not a great TT. Molly and because Molly and them, Tim Reeves were. I mean, they were having quite a good battle. I mean, they were close, really close time-wise on the road. Yeah, they were good, but I'm, I've not <coughs> spoke to Dave or seen Dave. But I can only assume that it was a mechanical issue that sort of it must have been. Paid, yeah, paid paid dividends to that. But no, nothing enough sure that uh, Dave will be back next year, having another go. But what an amazing result for Estelle Blonde, a lady driver getting a top six finish at the TT. Fantastic, yeah. Absolutely brilliant, it's isn't it? And Maria Costello down in 17th with uh, Julie Canepa, uh, newcomer pairing. Well, J Julie's obviously got a few years' experience here, but Maria riding in the lightweight and in the sidecars this year. Uh, it was covered on the, the ITV4 show last night, I think, which was really interesting to see how she's getting on. And 102.6 race speed as a newcomer. It's not bad, It's not bad, yeah. Yeah, really, really impressive. But Estelle LeBlanc, she must be knocking on the, the door for the seeded positions. Uh, obviously, in the sidecar, uh, the, only the top 10 are seeded, as opposed to the solo class where the top 20 are seeded. Um, but she was seeded 12th. She had number 12 start. Um, so she must be, she's got to be knocking on the door for uh, for a seeded position for next year, definitely. Oh, you'd like to think so. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, yeah. I think she deserves it. Ultimately, it was a 10th TT win for Ben and Tom Birchall, which brings them uh, level with Rob Fisher, sidecar legend, and it was a 7th in a row. The podium on the Locator IM Sidecar Race 2 was Ben Birchall and Tom Birchall, your winners and sidecar champions for 2019. John Holden and Lee Kane in second, and Pete Founds and Javan Wormsley in third. The podium press conference for that race and all of the others today, because we weren't able to take them all on air on Isle of Man TT Radio, we just didn't have the time. They will all be uploaded to iomttracers.com on the video section. So if you go to the video section there, you will be able to see all of the press conferences that were done and were filmed, with the exception of the TT Zero race, that we just didn't get time to do because John and Michael wanted to get out in that senior practice lap late on. Just a reminder, you're listening to Park Ferme. We've got Sam, Chris Boyd, we've got uh, Patrick Farrance, Ed Wilson and Keith Amor all with us. And uh, we're going to move on to the Superstock race was next. I'm even forgetting which order these ran and we went yeah. rat rat attack through the day. The, <laughs> the Peter Hickman race there. It was a masterclass. It was just, I mean, from the get-go. Yeah. Hammered down. Having said that, I did speak to Dean Harrison um, a little while ago and he said he had a little bit of a, a problem with the uh, the rear of the bike. He kept topping out and he had a few... Moments, I think, and he yeah, just thought, he, said, you know, he actually what? said in the press conference he had a moment through Black Dub, and yeah. he just thought, no, nah, yeah. that's the limit for me. Mm. I'm just, it is what it is. Yeah, he said he just kept pitching at the front for some reason. So, yeah, I mean, he had to bring it home. How he did actually, fair play. Yeah. Well, he did more than bring it home. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Still yeah but as far as Dean's concerned, that's just oh, bringing absolutely. it home. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yep. I mean, by by that Peter and by Hickman and Harrison's standard, it was, I hate to say, it was almost. Bit of a boring race in that there was there was more than ten seconds gap between them. It was it was nuts. It was just there was there was a lead. Yeah, but I mean again, I mean if one of them's going to have a some kind of issue at some yeah. point. Yeah, it's it's sort of a given. And it's not it? like Hickman will give you any quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean he's not going to go. Oh wait a minute, he's got. A bit. We'll just slow down a little bit for him. But yeah. I mean Hickman is just his pace is relentless. I think the talk of the race should have been the battle for third and fourth. Yeah. And it wasn't kudos to Dave Johnson first podium. Oh, top class. Yeah. Again, a little bit of, I mean, I, I'm not sure if this is fact, by the way, but I heard that Michael was actually behind Hickey coming back down the mountain and he'd actually rolled it off a little bit because he had such a big lead. And his split time, um, his last split to the finish line was a 101 or something. And um, Michael was right behind him. Right. And he had 
well, he's pretty much fallen with nowhere to go. So whether that's fact or not, mm. I don't know. But I'd, that was the Chinese whispers that were floating around about the paddock. <laughs> well, that did look right because as we were looking down at the finish line, we thought Michael didn't look like he was carrying full race pace over the over the start finish line, and he's I'm only lost the position I'm, by two point. tenths of a second, yeah. and it could well have made all the difference. Selling to the bank balance. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think the pit stops as well. I think the Honda team managed to snatch two seconds, which three point eight out of Michael. Wow. In, in what matters, three point eight out of Michael in the pit stops, and Davo took the position by two tenths of a second. I think so Honda were the fastest. They were two and a half seconds yeah. quicker than the next fastest. I wonder what that is. I wonder if that's to do with the fuel economy of the bike. It's just using less fuel, or if they're just such a well-drilled team, or if they've got a fancy fuel tank mechanism. Because I mean, I I know um, in World Endurance Championship they have the best fuel economy by quite a stretch. Yeah, Hickey said uh, in the press conference actually, um, if you go and watch it, that uh, he always has slow pit stops just because the the BMW is so thirsty. It just uses more fuel than anybody else, so he has to get more in in, in any pit stops. It goes stops. faster than anything else, though. It's <laughs> a fair yeah, trade. it up on the track. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you, you, you mentioned this morning, Keith, that when you were with Honda, with the Legends team, you used to drill on the pit stops over and over and over. Um, I think over the years, I mean, if you look at when, when McGuinness was pretty much dominating here, I mean, his pit stops were super, super slick, and it was generally always the Honda team that had the fastest pit stops. I mean, it's not changed, has it? No, it doesn't. Definitely not. It was an absolute thriller. Anybody else's result that we want to pick out in the super stock? Ooh. Got them looking now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Davey Todd again in the top eight. Jay, Jay Lawrence, I think. Uh, yeah, newcomer. He, yeah, so he did do the classic TT last year on a Suzuki Katana yeah. thing, and he, he lapped stupidly fast then, and he's lapped stupidly fast again now. I think he's did 125, I think I may have seen today. I don't know for sure. Um, but, yeah, in, incredible, really. It's um, quite something. Yeah, he's one to watch. And Brian McCormick just missing out in the top 10 as well. Yeah. 11th place for him on the BMW. Jimmy Coward in the Yamaha. I, I don't see too many Yamahas in there, so, I mean, that's... Mm. It's a good effort. I mean, he's he is really, really right. He's well. had a great day, hasn't he? Really, he's had a great. Because Jay Lawrence not in the. I'm sure on the commentary that he said he was in the top ten at some point in ninth place. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Fair play. I'm pretty. He was. He was well up um, in the race at some point of the race. I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah, so, that's but good. It's very good. 122 mile an hour average. Yeah. Yeah. One for Feels the future. Yeah. Well, Lee, Lee I don't know what happened to Lee, but I mean, he said they pretty much said to me if it wasn't happening, he was going to pull in. So. I'm, I'm not entirely sure what's what's going on there, but <clears throat> he just seemed to be cruising around. Whether he just wanted to get some laps on the big bike, obviously before tomorrow. Or, I mean, I'd, I'm not sure did, he would have gone out tonight on the superbike. I think. I'm Any ideas? Yet. He will have done. I would have thought. I think he does have a specific superbike as well. He doesn't just use the same bike. For yeah, no, both, he does. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So track yeah. time. I don't mm. know. And ultimately, as far as Peter Hickman's concerned, it's now five TT wins. He's up to two in a day is always a special thing at the TT. OK, it's a bit special today because we've had four solo races and a sidecar race, but he's now got a hat-trick at TT 2019 with the senior still to come. Yeah, and you can't be against him. No, mm. I don't think so, no. But the, the names he's with there by getting a hat-trick in the TT and he's still got arguably his best class to come really it's uh, don't spoil it come on sorry <laughs> we want to watch this we'll it to be to exciting that. tomorrow <laughs> course. so the podium in the RL 360 Superstock TT Peter Hickman won it Dean Harrison was second and Dave O. Johnson didn't swear in the winner's enclosure or anything <laughs> but it was <laughs> we were ready he was swearing when he came out I can assure you <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> all, all, all the Aussie boys were there waiting for him. <laughs> I, I think that's the, the best entrance to the winner's enclosure I've ever seen. Oh, it was brilliant, wasn't it? He was in party mood, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, yeah. those guys were absolutely ecstatic. You, you can see how much it meant to him. It was like, that was a big deal. I think that engine's written off, though. It was bouncing off the limited <laughs> on that burnout. I don't think Hondo, they don't care. <laughs> Oh dear, so then we move on to this evening's races and uh, we, we started with the lightweight TT, the Bennett's lightweight TT uh, and this was another thriller, I mean J- Jamie Coward versus Michael Dunlop, they just battered one another for, for two laps essentially Oh what a great race that was, it was <laughs> tight, yeah, tight, 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 tight they were, they were faster in different sections and then um, Jamie would get a good lead and Michael would bring it back over the mountain and then yeah it was just back and forth as a whole race, what a great race to watch. Did they break the lap record? Uh, Michael no, he missed out by three much. hundredths of a second. <laughs> yeah, it could have been much. <laughs> but, I mean, that Michael, in that, uh, the second half of the last lap, hmm. he, he got the hammer down, I mean, and he was... Yeah, well, the, the winning margin was 1.3 seconds, but that doesn't tell the story of the race. No, I think not at all, no. There wasn't many margins through the sectors that were bigger than it that. It was very rare the lead was over one second. Yeah. No, it was 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7, 0. But, uh, 0.2. But I think on the first lap going up to the bungalow, did Dunlop not drop about three seconds in one sector? So he did, I been think. a little bit more comfortable than it ended up being. Yeah, um, absolutely, yeah. That, that was noticeable. That was uh, what yeah. happened on the, on the opening lap. He dropped, I think it was three seconds he dropped, and then uh, he only... He, he narrowed that right back, but he had he had the benefit the laugh through to Ramsey. He had taken time at both laps yeah. out of Jamie through there, so that was where he really launched his counter offensive. And I just wonder, as Jamie Coward, it's first TT podium. I mean, how do you, how do you feel about that? Do you are you just well, you so excited I, I about getting on the him, podium? I put or? it to him in the press conference. Yeah. You've missed out on a TT win by one point three seconds, <sighs> and he was. Uh, Disappointed wouldn't even cover it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't look very happy when he came back in at all. He, was, he must have been, pre- I mean, he was trying his heart out. He must have been. Yeah, you've got to, well, he must have been on a lot record pace as well. Um, yeah. So he was definitely out there trying. Um, yeah, yeah he, no. did a, he did a 122.52, Michael did a 122.75. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's there, the pace is there. I think he's just gone up that next level now and mm. put himself in with all the contenders. The you've yeah, you've got to put him in the mix now in all the classes, I think. Lee Johnson done really well. It was really good to see him uh, bring one of um, <coughs> the KMR bikes home on the podium. Yeah, pff, I mean, I know how hard they work down there. I mean, Ryan puts his heart and soul into that team. And he's had a bit of a throw two weeks, really, with Derek crashing and with it's Michael. Exactly, uh, I mean, it's Breaking been, an engine and what have you. So I'm really, really chuffed that, yeah, I mean, they got it on the box. And again, Lee... Back on a boxy. Yeah, that backs up the Supersport win, doesn't it? It makes it fantastic. You know, he's got he's got a double podium TT to take home, uh, having having left, <laughs> uh, lost the Honda ride, and set up his own team. I mean, it's just it's fairy tale stuff, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's what a story, yeah. Um, but nineteen TT wins for Dunlop now as well. Sorry, I just that just popped in the head there for a minute. Uh, nineteen, it's 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 incredible, really. You have to wonder. How I, many think, more. I think he worked just as hard for that one as he had for anyone. Yeah. I think that's what he said, really. I think he feels like he's not there. When I mean, the press conference didn't go out on air again. It's not, it'll be on the video channel on, on IONTTRaces.com. But he said, he was very sanguine about it. He said, he's just not been there on all the other bikes. And this was the one that gave him the chance. And so he's ridden the wheels off this thing. Well, he certainly did. Yeah. 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 That yeah, the, the last half lap was... Because I was watching the splits carefully. <laughs> I was totally engrossed <laughs> in it. Yeah, no, hat off to him. I mean, he's had a long time off and to come back and... And with everything that's gone on. And yeah, um, and I mean, lap record pace. Absolutely. I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he's obviously still got it. Yeah. 
Did you ever doubt it? And you can never never get far away from family where Michael's concerned. It was the 50th Dunlop family TT win. Joey has 26. Robert has five. Now Michael has 19. 50 on the board for the Dunlop family. Amazing. That's a feral stat, that, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely incredible stuff, isn't it? Yeah. And then how far will Michael go? He's at the age Michael is now. I think Joey had two or maybe three wins on board. Yeah. I put um, put (gasps) a thing on Twitter when Michael got his 18th win, and it was. It was, I think it was a few days before his 30th birthday, and I actually worked out all the stats for riders to have the most oh, TT wins. Oh, I'm sorry, I nicked your stat then. <laughs> <laughs> to, 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 to have the most TT wins um, before they were 30 years of age, and Michael was street said He was on 18. The next one was Giacomo Agostini on 11. Um, I feel plenty. Yeah. It's, if he sticks with it, he's going to take the record, isn't he? Oh, it's yeah. that simple. You've got to think so. Mm. I mean, at the end of the day, Michael, I mean, he doesn't I'm have sure. to go racing anymore, I don't think, no. but he only does it because he loves it. And I'm sure he's looking at Peter and Dean's times and thinking, right, what am I going to have to do to get up there? But to be fair, though, I mean, a few years ago, <coughs> excuse me, a few years ago, um, he rolled it off in a superbike race. And I mean, he would have been up, up high 134, mm. probably 135, but I mean, mm. he just rolled it off. He didn't have to do it. Mm. Yeah. So we don't actually know I, just I, how fast he can go around no, here. I think everything on its day when everything's right, I think. I think Michael sort of turned out. I think everything has to be right now and perfect, but he's definitely got the pace. There's no, there's no denying yeah. that. And if, if everything's right on the day, he'll be right in the mix. I think he is ultimately still struggling with a bit of a hand injury. It's been a bit of a niggle. I think it was. I a forgot pre- about that. Yeah, yeah. It, was like a, it was a pre-season thing. It was before the North West. uh, I think it was at Kirkistown. Yeah, yeah, just a bit of a slap that wasn't, off. That wasn't very long ago. No, no, he played it down a bit. I don't know if that was just a second. He did again in the press yeah, conference. Yeah. I mentioned it to him and he played it down again. I mean, it is still there and it mm. is affecting him. Uh, and certainly, if you're trying to ride a superbike, it's going to be affecting you, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, even just with the lightweight class, I mean, it makes it even more impressive the fact that he's done that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Looking down the list, we know the lightweight is a class that, that, that brings people through. We like to see yeah. people come through. And Paul Jordan's results, fourth overall, that's brilliant. He's, again, he's been getting better and better. Mm. I, th- I think he's just the team he's got around about him, really, really good team. Danny Horns in there, obviously keeping his head well, in a nice place and his feet on the ground. And Paul John's he's a real nice kid and he wants to learn this place and he's going to be here for a long time and he's going to be on the podium and winning races, I think. Absolutely. and I, I'm, the one, one of the ones that I pick out there is James Chalk, who's 11th. I think he's at his first TT. Yeah, I think he stepped up from the Manx. That's right. Year, so yeah. um, he doesn't get credited as a newcomer because he's not a newcomer to the course, but he is a newcomer to the meeting and he's got himself an 11th place finish at the TT. And he beat Ian Locker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and John Barton, our own pundit, John Barton. Yeah. <laughs> 50 years young yesterday was our John. So you, had to, you had to put that in there, eh? <laughs> Can I just give a shout out to Dom Herbertson on the Cowton racing bike? That's an emotional time for that team yeah. to, to come back and the, they've now um, Fran uh, James's dad is running the team and uh, Chloe James Captain's girlfriend she's she's very much involved and for them to come here and not give up and carry on and give their own team and give Dom the opportunity he's massive yeah. kudos to them take guys. your hat off to yeah. them yeah, absolutely. Top, top 10 results uh, a worthy, a worthy yeah. reward for that isn't it really absolutely yeah. here here our podium then on the Bennett's lightweight TT was a win for Michael Dunlop very very narrowly over Jamie Coward with Lee Johnston in third which rolled us on to the TT zero where we did have another very emotional storyline potentially building with Davy Todd taking over the University of Nottingham machine after the uh Unfortunate incident that took Daly Matheson from us earlier in the week. Unfortunately, I'm not sure where Davey, if he even finished. I don't think he did finish in the end. He didn't make the but nonetheless, getting his own pens, t- taking over his own pens teammates' rides, 
uh, quite an emotional time for Davey, I'm sure. I did speak to him actually just before he went up there. I mean, you, you could tell. I mean, he was he was feeling emotion and understandably so. I mean, hats off to him for even doing it. To be honest, I mean, he can't have had any time whatsoever. I don't think on that bike. That was the first lap he'd done. Yeah, he hadn't. He'd never ridden that bike before. So he's never ridden an electric bike, and he's just jumped on it. Not sure about electric bike, but he definitely never ridden that particular bike before he jumped on it and he was within Glen Helen and Blaff I think it was about 17 seconds it, it was it, it wasn't that far off the yeah, Mugans yeah, yeah. to be honest it, it was, was only 6 seconds I think yeah, Ramsey I've got him uh, yeah 17 seconds off off the lead yeah, yeah. yeah. which would have been probably about 120 well you Michael Rudd has settled that record in yeah, winning yeah, the race yeah, yeah. there you go what, yeah. a, what some boy there <laughs> isn't he yeah. somebody <laughs> used to get him on one, yeah, one electric bike for next year definitely <laughs> it, it obviously became a battle just between the two Mugans um 47-year-old Michael Rutter beats 47-year-old John McGuinness with 55-year-old Ian Locker <laughs> rounding out the podium. The new technology. <laughs> 149 years old between them. Well, and uh, yeah, Fantastic, though, isn't it? It's like a result from 20 years ago. Uh, Keith's laughing his head Keith, off. Keith, I'm laughing my head off because we've <laughs> got this chance for you yet. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking if I'd been on there, well, if there'd been four places, it'd be nearly 200, yeah. <laughs> You'd have a go on one of those, would you? I would have loved to have a go on one of those if I had a chance back in the day, but phew, my TT days are over. These guys are going too fast, eh? Far too these fast These movies are going too fast. John McGuinness was 176.1 miles an hour down the Tulby Strait, Michael Rutter 173.9 on yeah, a TC0 machine. That's faster than any of the 600s. Yes, I think the best, best time on 600 would say was about 173, which obviously that's now faster than 600s and that's as quick as maybe the bot the second half of the field are doing on the thousands, yeah. really. I know, I know there's a lot of mixed feelings around the paddock of the uh, TT Zeros, but you do have to take your hats off to the technology involved for the speeds they're doing, uh, them Mugen boys. They've, they've got the job sorted and to do them speed through the speed track, averaging 121 mile an hour mm. on an electric bike. It From a standstill. Yeah. And Rutter said after the race, didn't he, he said that the bike was it was just not handling badly, but it was just moving around so much and you could feel the tyre deforming and the front wheels lap, skipping though? and hopping. I think he got one in. Did he get one in? And yeah, because he broke down the previous practice the other night so he didn't get the I think they each got one yeah, John got one in yeah. and Michael got one in yeah. that's right and, and if anyone's been on Twitter and seen the exchange between Michael Rutter and John McGuinness about the, the lap the other afternoon if you haven't get on Twitter put down John McGuinness and Michael Rutter it's brilliant it's banter priceless. Priceless. make sure it's after 9pm <laughs> so our podium in the SES TT0 Michael Rutter won the race in a new lap record time 121.909 miles per hour John McGuinness was second Mugen beats Mugen and then Ian Locker for the Idaten XRE team took the podium we'll ask the guys in just a minute for their moment of the day to wrap up but just before we do that we'll have a look at the weather forecast and the schedule the weather forecast says staying dry but turning cloudy overnight with light winds and the lowest temperature near to 8 celsius dry at first tomorrow but rain will develop from lunchtime heavy at times with firmer rain overnight into Saturday and there is a yellow weather warning in operation for that heavy rain and potential localised flooding. So we must hope we try to get everything through ahead of that and because of that the organisers have brought the schedule forwards. The roads are going to start to close from Barul Park in Ramsey through to the bungalow at 7.45am. 7.45am we're going to start closing the roads. <laughs> 8am the bungalow to Craigner Bar. <laughs> that means I'm about half past six. 9.30 no. the rest of the course will close. So the lower part of the course will close at 9.30. The Dunlop Senior TT, scheduled for six laps, is due off 
at 10 a.m. with the roads due to open no later than 5.30 except for the mountain when they will be open by 6.30. That means, I've just been passed a, a message from my producer that means we're on air with a tension paddock at 8.30 a.m. I should just put the sleeping bag up, shouldn't we? 8.30 a.m. for a tension paddock in the morning. Who, Fantastic. Who's got Can't the short straw for the punditry for that one then? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just off the trackside and I'll come straight back from there when I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to line up the pundits for tomorrow. No, 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 no volunteers going on the, here. They're lining up outside. So. <laughs> oh dear. Right, let's swing round the table uh, for a moment of the day. And since Kiefer Moore complained all morning that we weren't asking him first, we'll come to him first. It's a little bit harsh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's got to be Davo Johnson mm. coming in to the winners and Great call. I'm Great sorry, call. I win. That, that I got it first. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick's not happy. <laughs> Ed? Uh, I'm going to have to be a bit soft on this one because my brother is racing in the TT this year. Uh, he uh, got his fastest ever lap today. I think it was uh, a replica in the two races he's done there. So it's the first year that I've not been getting in the way and trying to twiddle some spanners with him. So I'm very proud of my big brother. He's done some good laps today. Good. Okay. Excellent. So, uh, Excellent. Yeah. Shout out to Richard Wilson. Good shout. Um, Patrick? Well... Seeing as though my uh, moment of the day has been nicked, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to go with Davo Johnson coming out of the press conference when all the Aussie boys were there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a moment. That yeah, really I, was. And Davo couldn't get away from there for about half an hour uh, for signing autographs and bits and pieces. It, it was it priceless was. if you were there. I can't repeat the language that was said, but... Um, I can't yeah. believe I missed that. <laughs> Got it. It was, it was magic. It was magic, yeah. Happened to be there just at the right time. So, we've witnessed history. Five races in a day. A double for Peter Hickman, who's now a hat-trick hero at TT 2019. The Birchalls have doubled up once again to be TT sidecar champions. Michael Dunlop's made it a family 50 in the lightweight TT and Michael Rutter has won it for the old guard in the TT Zero. My thanks to Patrick, to Ed and to Keith for waiting on after a very, very long day to review all of the action and to do so with such great character. This has been Park Verme with association with RST. For now, and you're Chris Boyd. You're Chris Boyd. You are Chris Thank Boyd. Thank you very much. <laughs> Good night from the TT Grandstand. Park Fermi Review Show, powered by RST.